What's going on, folks? Today is Thursday, January 4th, 2024, and that means January 6th is around the quarter, corner, excuse me, quarter, corner, and that means mainstream media is going to talk about it a lot. I want to weigh in on it. I don't talk about it nearly as much as other influencers, but I do want to show you the one smoking gun, in my opinion, or pipe bomb, that makes the whole thing make no sense and makes their whole approach at how they're trying to hold people accountable for it doesn't seem like it makes sense. Then I want to talk about those Stanley Cups that all the girls are running to buy. I just think it's a funny topic. And also this, Megan Kelly dropped a video suggesting that there's going to be some Epstein thing in the future. And I'm curious as to what she's talking about here. I'll just play it before we do our intro. Fascinating. And we're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. Can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact, we're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year. Uh, and you may be even hearing from him directly. More on that as I'm allowed to tell you. Hearing from him directly, is she suggesting a live Jeffrey Epstein interview from Antarctica? Is that what you're up to, Megan Kelly? We'll talk about it. God bless you. Thanks for being here. Dream Rare Podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. Yeah. What's going on, folks? Who's excited for the Jeffrey Epstein documentary coming live from Antarctica? Exclusive interview. Just kidding. But um, let's see. We got Facebook. We got YouTube. I got to make sure that everything's working. All right. So I want to show you one part because January 6th is going to come up. And I know that's like a heavy topic that the left has been milking for years now. I believe that the intelligence communities and Justice Department have has been milking for years and just dragging it out forever. And I'm, I think I have a unique take on January 6th because I know there's the left who goes insane over it, the right who defends it and says it was only feds and nobody did anything bad or whatever. Um, you know, I think it's a mixture of both. I think some people did do stupid stuff. I think, I think there also was a setup there. But this is the one part of the story that I just saw this in CBS today. And it's like chess analytics. And I want to talk about chess after. I've been like studying it a little bit. I suck at it. I'm no good. But learning about it and listening to legends like Bobby Fischer and uh, Magnus Carlsen talk about it, it's teaching me more and more about politics and how people become really great at stuff. But uh, here's that headline. And I mean, this kind of, in my view, just shows what they're really trying to do here. So this is CBS headline from recently. It says the suspect who left pipe bombs in Capitol Hill the night before January 6th has still not been caught. Three years later, the Justice Department isn't even taking questions about the investigation. What happened? McFarland News looks back on the case and what we still don't know. So remember they tried to escalate what happened and say that somebody had pipe left pipe bombs at the Capitol? If somebody left pipe bombs at the Capitol, that's the most crazy part of the January 6th insurrection that they keep claiming about, you know, like that would be the craziest part, not the grandma yelling things, not the QAnon shaman who's dressed, you know, for attention. That would be the most important terrorist part of the January 6th would be the pipe bombs that were left in Capitol Hill. Yet for some reason, even CBS is admitting three years later, the Justice Department isn't even taking questions about the investigation. So here's as somebody that isn't super partisan and doesn't think that no one did something. And I'm also not super left wing where I think they really did that much. Honestly, um, the most important part of it would be the pipe bombs. 
If they really cared about stopping terrorism and insurrections, they would be going after and trying to gain information on the person who left the pipe bombs. But the fact that they're not gathering information on the person who left the pipe bombs, allegedly, yet they're just like hunting Trump supporters like they're wild animals and just like extending this case. And like three years later, they're arresting a guy who stood outside the Capitol. Three years later, they're arresting somebody who walked in the Capitol peacefully and did something stupid or didn't do something stupid or got tricked or was acting like an idiot but didn't hurt anybody like if that's so important that you have to hunt trump supporters like they're animals with the feds for three years why are you not taking questions about the pipe bomb i bet they're taking questions still about people walking in and outside the capitol but they're not taking questions about the pipe bomb I'm no rocket scientist. I'm not trying to step on the toes of the investigators into this. But to me, it seems like they're trying to not get to the bottom of the pipe bomb thing. And they're more interested in hunting down Trump supporters like they're animals. So that leads me to believe, I, once again, I don't know, uh, either they made that story up or they did it or someone did it or they know who does it or didn't have like, why, why else? You know, I, I'm just trying to use like, chess analytics are just basic common sense really it's not even that deep it's like yes you know people did dumb things on january 6 yes you know dumb things were done yes most people there were also not doing dumb stuff so everyone shouldn't be blamed for it and you shouldn't you know milk this for five years take care of the people who did terrible illegal stuff and then leave everyone else alone right but how in the world i mean this just blows a hole in the entire narrative no pun intended that CBS is doing a report now and they're like three years later, the justice department isn't even taking questions about the pipe bomb investigation yet. They're still charging people who stood in and outside the Capitol like years later, like it's the most necessary, you know, thing that they have to do. And of course, Biden's using it in his advertisements. It's like, I don't know, I guess, nobody cares because the right really cares and they defend themselves and then the left freaks out and you know it just creates this uh political circle of left and right just yelling oh my gosh insurrection no it wasn't you know we have no accountability you deserve all accountability they're all guilty we're all innocent like and it, it creates this like just crazy you know programming battle where there's people who sit and watch cnn and msnbc for three years and they think that you know, Trump supporters tried to overthrow the Capitol and it was worse than 9-11, which is like an insane statement that people have made multiple times. And then on the right, they they take no accountability and they're like nothing. And it's like, I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, I hear people that'll say like, oh, it was only feds and there were no Trump supporters who did anything bad. And it's like, I believe there were feds. I bet that the feds were probably setting people up. I have no idea. But it's like also... Are you going to say that like 100% of Trump supporters just acted normal? Nobody freaked out. Nobody did something stupid. Nobody was looking for attention. Nobody, you know, went into Pelosi's office or whatever. Like, you know, you get 100,000 people in an area and feed 20,000 of them with QAnon stuff saying that like the, the police are there to arrest the bad guys and Chrissy Teigen's going to, you know, you feed people with this much stuff. They think that Trump is like a hero in a Marvel movie when I believe he's a Judas goat. And for those who don't know, I don't want to talk about it that much because people are going to cry, but. A Judas goat is the animal that they use to lead everybody to the slaughter and then they kill all the animals and they keep reusing that Judas goat. You don't have to think he's that. I personally do because people are like, well, if, if he's so good, bad, why, why are people being persecuted? It's like he leads you to the slaughter. He says a bunch of things. He leaves. You get set up. Repeat, rinse and repeat. It's like now all the people that would be saving America 
are in prison. All the people that would be, you know, uh, protesting the lockdowns are going to court. You know, uh, how many anti-lockdown protesters and protest organizers got in trouble at January 6th? And it's like, if you're an anti-lockdown protest organizer, you know, and then you just get lured into that. It's like now you're neutralized for the next three years, if not for the rest of your life, you know, whether you did or didn't do something. So I uh, I don't think that it's random. I don't personally think that uh, Trump is like a hero. But at the same time, I don't think he did an insurrection. I just think he led his supporters to a aimless rally. You know, people bought into ideas that they thought that bad guys were going to get arrested because some anonymous faceless person named X-22 told them that or whatever, I, you know, and then some people freaked out. Most people went home and more people than did something got blamed. But if, I mean, everybody knows that obviously there's something missing when this type of stuff comes out. It's like, if you're going to hunt down Trump supporters, like they're criminals, even though I'm sure you've already got the worst of the worst. Like the people they're bothering now probably didn't barely even did anything. Why not care about the pipe bomb? Like that would that would be the worst part of the entire ins insurrection. Like the pipe bombs, that would be crazy. Like why are they not taking questions about it? It seems like they don't care about that part. It's like, oh, we got what we wanted. You know, now we get to go after Trump supporters and conservatives for years and blame everybody and call everyone crazy and racist or whatever. Uh, forget about that part of it. It's like how it's it's the biggest part of it. If it were real, if it's real, I have no idea. But I don't know. That's just something I saw. I know January 6th is going to be in the news 10 million times. Biden's going to use it and it's going to create this like, you know, left right paradigm where you defend, they attack. They said you did this. You say you didn't do this. I choose to not talk about it that much because uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a time suck, like everything. It's like lure you to this event, set you up, throw you in prison. He's the victim. They're going after, you know, it, they always find a way. It's like Republicans always get lured into traps. They always get lied to and set up by their own leaders. And then just like the left has Stockholm syndrome, I feel like the right has Stockholm syndrome where the people that constantly mislead them, they're like, oh, let's go back to our, our slave captor. It's like, you know, the whole the whole narrative is kind of tiresome to me, but January 6th is in two days. And really, that's like my only takeaway for now. Um, that's weird, obviously, for obvious reasons that they don't seem to care much about the pipe bomb, which leads you to wonder, you know, how mad are they really at that event? Obviously, I've said this before, and I believe this Democrats, although they'll pretend like it's the worst thing in the world. They benefit when stuff like this happens. CNN gets record ratings when Charlottesville happens they use it in ads for five years to divide and conquer and tell people how racist everyone is so it's like when an event and a tragedy like that happens the democrats just can't shut up about it so it leads you to wonder like how mad are they really are, are they really as outraged as they claim to be or is it one of those things where both sides kind of play off each other and fundraise the same way trump fundraises off the mugshot the same way trump has benefited off the mugshot the left benefits when the right does something stupid or gets set up or a mixture of both that's my opinion. Uh, I don't know how long they're going to drag this out, but like I said, I'm not going to repeat it. I think Trump is the Judas goat. I don't think he's the hero. I don't think he's coming to save you. I don't think he didn't know what he's doing. I don't think he's a good leader. I think he's constantly going to set you up because Trump supporters, conservatives, libertarians, these are the people that would generally save a country or change the direction. But if you're following a Judas goat, you're just going to keep tripping over your feet, getting locked in lockdowns, Operation Warp Speed, economic scams, and, and you're still going to like follow that guy around. And I don't think it's like a big mystery that everyone got set up. It's like he sucks. He's selling vaccines and you're rushing to the Capitol because like, I just think he's a setup guy, but whatever, you know, I hope he's not. I've 
you know, I hope he really is who everybody thinks he is. Cause if not, you know, you, nothing's going to happen, but that's my opinion. Let me know what you think in the comments. I'm going to talk about two things real quick. Then I'm going to read comments. Megan Kelly said this, which is odd. And I feel like she's done some good journalism and reporting in the last year. I don't agree with everything she says, but I thought her Trump interview was perhaps the only good Trump interview of the year. She's the only one with not balls, but I would say, can you say balls? Is that offensive? Is she transgender? I don't know. She's the only one with balls to ask Trump real questions, but um, she's still kind of like an insider in my opinion. Like, I don't think she's like an independent, you know, she's still pretty well connected in my view. And uh, her saying this is interesting. It almost makes it seem like Epstein's alive, but maybe she's got a documentary coming out like that was recorded of him before he died or something. I, I don't know what it is, but this this was a weird message. I thought so. Fascinating. And we're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. Can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact, we're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year. Uh, and you may be even hearing from him directly. More on that as I'm allowed to tell you. What message did you get from that? I don't know. I find it very weird. She seems like real happy about it. She's like, I know something you don't know. I know something you don't know. We're going to be talking to Epstein soon. It's like, uh, okay. You know, I don't know exactly. I'm going to read a few comments. Like, what, what did you get from that? Do you think she's lying? Do you think she really does know something? Do you think she's going to interview him? I say, Jeffrey Epstein, Antarctica, 2024. It's going to be John Kerry in the corner. Stephen Hawking's being a weirdo in the background, and then Jeffrey Epstein and Megyn Kelly one-on-one -on -one cold interview with a penguin in the middle with a microphone in his hand. You know, that's that's how I see it. But that might just be a conspiracy theory in my own head. I have no idea. Someone said, "What happened to a speedy trial?" I don't. Whose trial is is speedy, or which one are you talking about? Uh, let's see. It sounds like a recording. Someone said it's a big club, and you ain't in it. That's for sure. Someone said, I find that she's a sellout and then they used a dirty word or not a dirty word, but I don't want to say it. It starts with a W and ends with a or if you if you get the gist. Someone named Fishhead said, I like sex. Um, thank you for sharing. I'm sure that was unnecessary, but, you know, is what it is. Last thing I wanted to talk about this has nothing to do with anything. I just thought it was funny. Um there's a cup apparently that like a lot of people like and ma a majority of women. I'm just statistically. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about the chest thing, but let's talk about a random cup for a few minutes. Why not? Um, it's like a Stanley cup. Stanley is the company. It's not I, I kept getting confused because I was like Stanley cup like uh, hockey. But no, it's it's Stanley makes a cup and women love this cup. They're like beating the crap out of each other at like Target to get this cup. And I don't know what to think about it. Women or men that like the cup, let me know what it's going on. I just thought it was hilarious. Like, it's just like, you know, just a feel good story. It's like women just beating each other up over a cup. Like I, I'm a man. I can't understand that. Like what, what is so good about this cup? Why does everyone want this cup? Why are they fighting each other? I look at it. It looks like a generic mug that anyone would buy at any time. Um, let me see. Those cups are fire, said the mighty llama. Why, though? I want to know why. Someone said, I have one for work. Answer my question. What makes this so good? I'm not mad at you. I'm not an anti-cupophobe or I'm not anti-cup medic or cupist, which is racist against cups. I'm none of these things. I just want to know. It's insulated. Is it the first insulated cup ever? I, is, has there never been an insulated cup in the, in the first 2,024 years of, uh, you know, B.C.? or after is it bc before christ what no, no what is it called ad 
they probably like have a transgender name for it now didn't they switch it like before christ and they couldn't go biblical so they switched it and they're like in the year transgender 45 you're like all right yeti is better no one seems to have an answer typical women they just love this cup and they don't even know why women like the aesthetic of the cup the cup is ridiculous i literally just said that to my wife five minutes ago i keep seeing the damn memes Classic. Nobody even knows why they like the cup. I'm so, I'm sure there's like women in the comment section screaming, this is why we like the cup and I'm just not seeing it. But anyway, um, it's enough. I think people want to hear something more serious. So, you know, I suck at chess. I mean, I'm, I'm probably better than I'm probably better than most people in this chat, but I'm, I'm not good compared to people that are good. Like my, my rating is pretty low. Um, but if you've never played chess before, I'll probably beat you because I've been playing a lot the last few years, but I suck. Long story short, uh, I got to I got to come up with a new phrase and then put it on a shirt. I say that too much. The more I play chess and the more I learn about it and listen to interviews and stuff, I just find it fascinating. Like there's a guy named Bobby Fischer. If you guys don't know Bobby Fischer, he was a legend. I would say probably one of the best American chess players of all time. He got super famous because he was beating the Russians. Um, and he's I think he had the highest chess score of all time, but he didn't play chess as long as maybe other grandmasters play chess because they said he went crazy and got super anti-Semitic and moved to Iceland and like got in fights with the government or something, which is also just extremely fascinating. He's a wild boy. But anyway, you know, I, I've been trying to focus on the chess aspect of it and listen to uh, some of the interviews and how he talks about chess and how some of the other good people talk about chess. He said, chess isn't really a creative game it's about memory and it's about pattern recognition and it's about um you know just doing doing the right thing and knowing the right thing thinking like you got to think like three things at once like what can happen and the best chess players it's not random it's not like oh i won by a mistake like they they have top tier memories top tier pattern recognition top tier strategy like it's all almost predetermined i know obviously they're acting off of what you do but if you go into chess and just say, oh, I, I could probably beat one of the best guys in the world, just like random, you can't. It's not possible. Like it's a it's a game that heavily relies on pattern. Even sports, you would think sports are so random, right? It's like that team plays that team. It's, it's going to be random. Well, not really. Somehow there's analytics, geniuses, AI, computer algorithms, and, you know, really smart people that determine over under if you don't know sports betting i'm just gonna let you in on a little bit like 47 over under that means if you bet over 47 both teams combine and score over 47 points if you bet under 47 it's under 47 points but how, how did they choose that number the number is so close every time and they find a way to get the house to win every time it's like there's really smart people even with humans even though there's a lot of creativity in football and basketball there's a lot of random there's injuries there's things that you can't predict it's it's real but at the same time everything is so predictable the smartest people and the best people the people who make the most money on gambling it's very well first of all it's going to be the casino and the people who own DraftKings and FanDuel's and all those apps like that Caesars or whatever you know like they're making the most money because they own the casino that there's a metaphor for America right there. Who do you think has the most money? Probably the people that own the banks, but you know, to each their own. Uh, so that's a way to make money. But then also, if you're just a random better betting all the time, you might get lucky. There's a chance of that. But the people that are crushing are geniuses. They have spreadsheets, they have analytics. And I'm just keeping it real. If you want to be able to compete with these people over five or 10 years, you either got to quit and stop gambling, probably the smartest thing to do, or really understand this stuff because it's all 
there, there's a lot of math that goes into it. Uh, now they go for it on fourth and three uh, and fourth and two and fourth and four on, on football. If you watch the NFL and they go, oh, the, the analytics have determined, you know, the ESPN analytics say that it makes more sense. Like they have so much thought going into all their decisions and it's impossible to keep up and be as good as other people if you're not thinking like that. That's how chess works. That's how sports betting works. That's how sports work. It's how a lot of the world works. So taking that, how it's like, okay, chess is not random. You can't just randomly beat a grandmaster trying. The whole world works like that. Politics works like that. And the problem with people, and I think that this has always been a problem, but I, I definitely think that during the Obama, I mean, let's just take it back because I think it's always happened. It's like you had JFK and you had a, uh, you know, Clinton, and then you had Bush and, and people were emotional because America got attacked and you want to like Bush and, you know, the Dixie chicks are so bad for saying the war's bad. And then you get Obama and a lot of people are like, well, Obama's different because Obama's black and he's, you know, new. And then, you know, he's different. And then Trump's a billionaire who's not going to take their money, but did take their money. Nobody wants to report on it. And like, you know, he he's, he's outside the system. He's so rich. You get what I'm saying? There's always people that'll get certain groups, certain ethnic groups, certain religious groups, certain people who love America, people who hate America. There's always like a guy for somebody like, that's my guy. He's black. That's my guy. He's young. I'm, I'm white, but I like Obama because he likes rap music and basketball and he seems cool. Or I like Trump. I'm a farmer. You know, there's always someone that's going to pull you in and, and be attractive to you because of that. But just like with chess, just like with sports betting, just like with sports, just like with a lot of things in this world, um, if you're not doing pattern recognition and thinking about this stuff, you're, you're, you're thinking it's like, it would be like watching a chess game and being like, I like that guy's hair. He's going to win. Or like, I like his personality. He's going to win, but who's better though. Okay. He's better. But then at the same time, you know, what's really going on in politics. Like if, if people are viewing it as two guys that are competing, there's smarter people that have figured out probably a hundred years ago, if not a thousand years ago, okay, well, there's two political parties, the Democrats and the Republicans. What's the way to win the game no matter who wins? If you're rich and you have all the money in the world or you have more money than most, how do you, and, and this has happened hundreds of times in the last hundred years, you pay both parties, you control both parties. So most people are viewing politics like the left versus the right, the red versus the blue. And when, as soon as you start to realize that they're both on the same team and they're both funded by the same people and they both have this similar foreign policy, they give you someone that seems like they don't because they can't have you realizing, well, you know, during Bush, everybody liked George Bush that was conservative and people were like, it's patriotic to like him. After eight years, people started figuring out like he wasn't who they said he was. So then, you know, you need something new, like this old white Republican liar whose family's been in politics forever, you know, just lied to you and it hurts. And you're like, damn it, they just lied to me into war. And then they give you a young black guy who doesn't have a record. So you can't really investigate who he's been in politics because he's barely been in politics and he speaks perfect and he sounds great. And, and he sounds like he's going to do everything. And then like, you know, people bought that for eight years. And then at the eight year mark, people are like, damn, that young, cool, nice, very smooth and eloquent black guy or half white guy or whatever. I don't care. I'm just saying like, he didn't get the job done. And then people have a sour taste in their mouth. Ferguson riots, like people are burning stuff down and, you know, freaking out and BLM is scaring everybody because they're like, Black Lives Matter. And everyone's like, yeah, we agree. And then they're like, let's burn down Ferguson. And you're like, well, it's a little weird. I don't, I don't know about that. But 
And then Trump comes along and he doesn't have a political record because he's never been in politics. Yes, he used to donate to Democrats and be a Democrat, but it's different now, right? And then you have the 2020 election and the lockdown. And then he he's in the lockdown. He leads you to the Capitol and he's going to come back and he has the mugshot. And it's like, you know, smart people are, are 50 layers above most people, in my view, playing chess with this. It's like, okay, you know, with Epstein, that's in the news now. I think you could talk about it. It's like, what was Epstein doing? Probably compromising politicians. Which politicians? Well, probably, definitely Bill Clinton, it seems so, you know, with the painting in his house of him wearing a blue dress. People brought that to my attention that that might have been Monica Lewinsky's blue dress. If you really start studying this stuff, like openly, honestly, analytically, like really diving into it, not doing like basic level, like, oh, picture, but like really studying it, really trying to put together things, you start noticing things. And then if, once you start noticing things, most people fall off like they'll be they, they see it through the lens of somebody playing checkers people playing chess win if you think that the democrats are better than the republicans or you think the republicans are better than the democrats and they're so different and and it's going to be so different and there's really high iq rich people that are like we'll just get both sides and we'll give them money and we'll control them over the course of 50 60 years you thinking that it's different doesn't matter. Like you're playing checkers, they're playing chess. They're a grandmaster, you're an amateur, you know? And that's how politics is too. Most, and I'm not trying to be hateful, I'm just being honest. I don't watch TV, I don't watch Fox News, I don't watch CNN, I don't watch ABC, I don't watch any television news, Newsmax. I know that Newsmax has branded itself as like the better Fox News because they were more loyal to Trump or whatever. But when I watch Newsmax or Fox News or NBC or anything, it's like intellectually offensive because they always have some like loud woman on that's yelling or somebody's wife or some random guy that's not that smart. And, and I'm just like listening to the content, listening to what they're saying. And it's all programming. It's like red team programming. Like they're like, there's going to be an attack by Iran and we got to give our money to Israel. It's like they're always and then the left's like, oh, my gosh, they're like, what about her? And it's it's like a it's like a giant clown show where it's like dumbing down the left, dumbing down the right. And the left doesn't think it's happening to them because they hate Fox News. And the right doesn't think it's happening to them because they hate MSNBC and CNN. But it's factually happening to everybody. And it's just worth tuning out. Then you get to the influencer media. I don't listen to most influencers. There's people that I like. There's interviews that I like. I like the edgier stuff, the deeper stuff, the stuff that you know, isn't very popular because I find it intellectually stimulating. I don't need to listen to somebody that says things that I know all the time and doesn't inspire me. Even if someone's saying what I know, I like a little inspiration. I like a little comedy. You know, I'll watch like a comedy podcast sometimes because at least they make me laugh. I try to make jokes because it's like if you're going to sit here and I'm supposed to educate you and entertain you or, or tell you something for an hour, if you laugh, like my friend texted me the other day and he's like, bro, that bit about Trump you did at the end in his voice was like, I was crying laughing. And it's like, hey, that's good. At least you laughed hysterically, even if you hated everything I said. Not that he did, but you get what I'm saying. Anyway, most conservative influencers, I feel like they're numbing the brains of people too, because it's like they get certain things, but then they don't really like go deep enough. And then they get mad when someone else goes deep enough. And then they, and it's all like weird, but with the Epstein stuff, I talked about it yesterday. The average take is like on the right is like Epstein compromised Bill Clinton and all these people, but like Trump's innocent. Trump didn't do this. Trump didn't do that. 
Maybe. I hope so. You know what I'm saying? I, I hope that's true. You know, I hope that and I'm not I'm not saying he's he's uh, guilty. He's innocent. He didn't do anything according to all the information and innocent until proven guilty. And I don't necessarily think Trump did anything like super crazy or illegal. I hope not. But when you look at Trump's administration, it doesn't look like an administration that wasn't compromised. Look at who he pardoned. Look at what foreign country they flew back to. Look at what they did to go in prison. Look at other people he pardoned. Look at who he hired. Did he hire the guy that gave Epstein the plea deal that stopped the feds from looking into it? Look at the bill he passed. Who was standing over his shoulder? Was it the guy that was implicated in the Epstein files who went on conservative media and, and started claiming anti-Semitism and saying, why aren't they talking about Hamas instead of addressing what happened? It's like, you know, that's the average conservative. They're just like Trump dick riders. So it's like, that's, you know, they're playing checkers. Left-wingers are playing checkers. And, and there's smarter people out there playing chess, you know? And the smart people in news analysis that are playing chess, they get mocked, they get ridiculed, they get called crazy. And the smart people that are playing chess above politics are puppeting Trump and Biden. And people just don't want to believe that. They're just like, no, my emotions matter about Trump, whether you love him or hate him, or my emotion, I'm going to vote for Biden. And it's like, you're playing checkers, you know? And, and I know that a lot of people don't want to think that or it hurts their feelings. And it's like, I don't know what else to tell people, you know? I, I think about it through that lens and I'm like, oh, okay. So what can you do? I think play chess in your own life and just think about that stuff. Like, um, you know, things don't happen randomly. Even if you're like a news analyst or a journalist or a musician or, um, you know, let's just, let's just start with music. I have a song coming out in three hours or two and a half hours called Working Class Boy. Thank you to everybody buying it. But say you're a musician and you're really, really good, right? You're great. Let's just say you're like amazing. You're in the top 1% of musicians, but you're, you want to be more popular or more wealthy or you want to have more gigs, but you don't. Analyze it. Play chess. Don't play checkers. Checkers is saying, I'm so great. I'm a victim. That's checkers. Or I'm so great. They're not letting me. Study how to get as successful as you want. Depends what you want. But if you want more money, how do you make money playing music? And how do you keep your authenticity? If you want more gigs, how do you get more gigs? If your music is so good and no one's hearing it, how do you get more people to hear it? That's playing chess on that scale. Business-wise, politics-wise, sports-wise, there's always a way to, to think a little bit deeper. So with politics, I've just, you know, especially over the last couple of years, the reason, and I don't want to be too repetitive, although it seems like I always am, um, the reason I was able to predict mandatory vaccines in 2019, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm a QAnon wizard and say, I'm just so smart. I'm a prophet. I mean, I think I have certain skills and I, I don't hate myself, but like, I, it's not prophetic. I could, like so many people kept retweeting it. Prophetic, prophetic, anomalies of prophet. Oh my gosh, who told you? It's data analytics. It's pattern recognition. It's, it's being honest about things that other people won't be honest about. I was able to predict mandatory vaccines because I'm paying attention to what's happening. I'm not running circles around Trump. Most people are running circles around Trump. They're literally playing Trump checkers. They're either playing left-wing Trump checkers or right-wing Trump checkers. And it's like Russia collusion. He's guilty. He's innocent. He's Everything he does is good. Everything he does is bad. That's checkers. I was able to be three years ahead of something that nobody even knew was coming because someone said, I think you listen to Intel. I, I didn't though. I'll, t I'll tell you, you could believe, and I'm not even going to get mad, but you could believe that I have secret Intel. It's in the press. Dr. Shiva was out there protesting mandatory vaccines in 2019. Candace Owens was talking about it in 2019. 
RFK was talking about it in 2019. We don't all have secret intel. They were trying to mandate it in New Jersey. They were trying to pass it. And when they try to pass a bill, they don't do it for no reason. If Trump signs a universal flu vaccine, he's not signing a universal flu vaccine to not use it. It's going to be used. It's like, you know, I'm going to use an extreme example. I apologize. But it's like if they sign a bill that says, you know, if this breaks out, you could throw a bunch of people in a camp. I mean, they did that many times in history, including in America with Japanese internment camps. If that bill is passed by Trump or Biden and it says we can throw people in camps if this happens and I say, hey, they just passed this bill and then it happens three years later, I'm not a prophet and I don't have secret intel. I'm paying attention to the to the legislation they're passing. I'm not just running circles around. Well, if Trump passes it, it's going to be used for good. No, it's not. You know, if he does it, he knows what he's doing. You want you want him to do what you want him to do, but that doesn't mean that's what he's doing. So, you know, this was this is all pattern recognition, data analytics, and being honest about news that goes against your agenda. In May of 2020 and April of 2020, I had the same data as all of the doctors. I had the same numbers on coronavirus cases and deaths. And you know, there. Thanks to the internet, there's. You don't even have to do calculating. They have charts of all the data that everyone's using, and you could do it by death rate, by population. You know, death per capita, cases per capita. And when Trump started tweeting in March and April and May, I think it was April and May, about how Sweden should have locked down based on the data, I had all that data. Why was I able to be ahead of 99% of conservative influencers? Because they're professional t Trump dick gargglers. And I'm a real journalist and curious person. So instead of just being like glub, 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 oh, everything he says is amazing. He's my God. I'm like, I'm not an idiot. I actually respect myself, unlike a bunch of these fanboys and fangirls and boys that pretend to be girls or whatever. And it's like, I'm doing the data. I'm like, that's not true. I have the same numbers in front of me that he does. He's just pushing propaganda to say that lockdowns are good. And the truth is they're not good. So I said they're not good. How come I'm one of the only ones saying they're not good at that time? Because I'm crunching the numbers. I'm not an idiot. I don't just listen to what Biden says or listen to what Trump says. If Trump says that Florida has good politics because it's warm and has beaches, am I so stupid to be like, yeah, it's like th that's disproven by California. Disproves that beaches and warm weather create good politics. Like that's a dumb thing. But people just let him say dumb things and lie just because he's not Biden. It's checkers. And that's why all of these people are jokers to me because they make their living just making fun of the left. Look at the left. Look at the left. And they're numbing the minds of their audience just as much as left wing people. It's just the red version of numbing your brain, making you stupider, making you weaker, making you controlled opposition. You don't even know it because they're playing checkers and they're brainwashing you to play checkers. And as someone, soon as someone plays chess on your side, they train you to freak out at them like cat turd is like the Rachel Maddow of the right wing. Is he wrong about everything? No, he says a lot of true things and, and he's loyal to Trump, but it's like, he's like the Rachel Maddow of the right. It's like, you know, MAGA fodder and MAGA slop for people that just want to numb their minds and think like, you know, it's like playing connect four and, and chess when I'm playing like grandmaster chess. And it's not like no one can do this. It's just for some reason, they don't see politics like a chess game. They see it as like, I'm a fan. I'm a team. I need to pick one. What are my other options? Like, what do you what do you mean? What are your other options? It's like playing chess, and I'm like, yo, if you do, if you move there, you know, it's checkmate. What 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 do I do? I don't know. Not do that. Like, think about it. Like, use your sovereignty and 
I don't know, like humanity to like be your own individual and not just follow the, the, the norm. And to those who are like, oh, he changed so much in 2020, look at all of my reporting. It all was true. I mean, I'm not going to say I was perfect the whole time, but pretty damn close. Why? Because I'm doing real stuff. I'm not an idiot. I'm playing chess and everyone else is just following Trump. The left follows him and hates him. The right follows him and loves him. It's checkers. It's the elites are laughing at you. You can make fun of me. You can unfollow me. I could lose hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. What? I don't care. I really don't. I don't care if I'm broke on the side of the street. You know, my legacy will stand the test of time. I've done enough now and I've just started. But in general, it's like you could laugh at me all you want and say I changed or whatever. Like you're you're playing checkers and the elites are laughing hysterically at you. They're like, how did these people not get it yet? But it's like, put them here. Here's the new narrative. Do here. Think about stuff. So that's my little outside of even just politics, like thinking of stuff through chess. Things don't happen randomly. And that's, I think, the most important thing I could say. I'm, I'm starting to, uh, as I've told people at dreamrarebiz.com, I'm doing like some consulting this year because I enjoy it and uh, it gets my mind away from politics. I have fun with business. Things don't randomly happen. If you see a, a rapper that's really famous, but they suck and they're terrible. It's like, let's just say their beats are terrible. Their lyrics are terrible. Why are they so famous then? There's got to be a reason. It's not random. Oh, they just randomly got lucky. They didn't get lucky. Something happens. They have a big funder. They have a big donor. They, they, they're being pushed by TikTok. Um, you know, Atlantic signed them. Uh, they're being used. Maybe, maybe they're really, they have a really uh, catchy sound to them, even though they're dumb, that, that people all over the world likes. Like, you know, how many people dance to the Macarena? Who knows what they were saying? I still don't know what they were saying, but everyone did it. Why? Because there's a there's a beat to it. Hey, mockery. There's a dance to it. They could be saying anomaly sucks. He's a piece of garbage. And I'm still thinking, <laughs> you know, so it's not that crazy when you're like, these lyrics suck. It's like, well, in every other country in the world, they don't even know what, what's being said. It's about it's about the tone. It's about the melody. You know, it's about the, the, the feeling. It's about the dance. Like that's part of music. I'm a lyricist and a poet. I love lyrics and poetry. But I'm also like and I want to tell people, too. I used to be very close-minded. I used to be very way more uh, in my own head and, and, and a way bigger hater. And when my career changed was when I start, I stopped hating so much and, and learning this stuff, right? Instead of being like, oh, I hate this. I Well, why? Asking why opens everything. You're like, why? Instead of being like, oh, that sucks. That's And then you're not learning. Then you're not doing And then you're just being like, oh, my, my stuff should be, but it's not. But why is it not? There's a reason. Play chess figure it out. Same with politics. Why did you end in a lockdown? Like, you know, oh, cause, cause you made a mistake. No, that's like third grade check. No, it's like, there's so much information out there where you could trace and be like, it wasn't random. And it wasn't like later. It wasn't Fauci even. It's like, it was all predetermined over years. It was decisions. It was hires. It was executive orders. It was pe people put in place. It was you know, government combined, uh, uh, collaborating with the, the corporations and nine out of 10 times Trump was in on it before the lockdowns. Right. But people don't want to look at that because it bothers their checker game that they're playing. So it's like, ah, and then they get mad at you and it's like, okay, that's why the elites look at you and they're like, what, you know, what are you guys going to do? You're not going to do anything. You're going to like listen to somebody that tells you to get mad. You're going to show up in an event and you're going to get arrested or you're going to get traced and tracked and you're not doing shit. It's like, you know, it's 
the the real revolution is mental it's spiritual it's internal once you figure that stuff out things start opening up and it's not just politics it's not just business that's just how life works so if you take anything from this live stream no matter whether you agree with me or disagree with me if you have any sort of passion or craft or anything that you love think about why if the, if your song didn't get so many views why you know how do you get there how do you get from step a to d how do you you know if you want to take a different path maybe you're not oliver anthony and you're not t paint like you might not be able to do what they did but you could do something you know there's some there's some move for you to be made and if there's not then it's not what you thought it was anyway so do something else it's like if people started thinking like that more our problems would be solved but uh you know just watching the climate of how things are going i personally don't see very much changing you know I, I i would think that eventually like things will change you know i'm not like a pessimistic person but i'm just trying to like calculate everything in my head and it's like people don't get it like the left isn't getting it the right's not getting it and the right pick the same person that neutralizes the left and neutralizes the right one thing i said about desantis which i still think i haven't even thought about in a while i probably haven't said this in like seven months but uh one of my favorite and people could say this is dumb but it's true my one of my favorite things about desantis is the fact that people don't like him so much and people will be like well that's not a reason to vote for him i'm not telling people to vote for him right now i'm just saying it's good that people don't like desantis so much because when desantis gets in He's hated by the right, but he's not hated as much and has and he's not as like sloppy as Trump all over the place, giving people, you know, like Trump creates so much things that like nobody can even focus left and right. But also it's like right wingers don't like DeSantis that much. It's a great thing. Like if DeSantis gets in and does something bad, everyone's going to oppose it with the strength of a thousand sons. But the same people I, I watch people that hate DeSantis all the time. Trump does the stuff that they claim that they hate about DeSantis and they don't say anything because they're professional like Trump slob knobbers. They like they're obsessed with the guy. It's like they got to, you know, so it, it's good to have somebody you don't like in some ways, because with DeSantis, it's like maybe the left hates him. Maybe they counter him, but the right doesn't obsess over him. So if he starts passing bills and selling vaccines and locking down, like I think the uh, opposition to him would be way stronger than the opposition to Trump because he doesn't have this like cult like religion like following from people where they think he's like jesus reincarnated to save the world with nikola tesla's tools but then it's like when trump wins he he has the worst of both sides he makes the right lose their mind and the left lose their mind so i don't see him as a threat to the establishment at all because when he gets around whether he's in or not as long as he's somewhere around politics everyone's running circles around him and nobody pays attention to anything else and when it comes to the war that they've wanted to start with iran for 20 years that's already brewing because there's a middle eastern war in lebanon and israel and it's expanding now um trump is more pro war with iran than uh biden is and when it comes to the elites they want to start that war more than they want to start anything in the world so you might get trump in the white house and thinking you got some historic win against the elites and they might have wanted him there to finish the job that biden didn't do uh you know uh, we'll see but it's like i it's it's all like a it's all like a game that people don't even understand and they're they're looking at it like it's a sitcom a television sitcom and they're not understanding how it really works and it is what it is it's just like this this stream is for people that want to consider it whether they agree or disagree and for people that already know it to feel sane in a world that is losing their minds so you know when you have a candidate that makes the the left insane and they just hate everything he does and the right make excuses for anything he does how in the world is that a threat
I don't think it is. Someone said Trump had Soleimani smoked. Yeah, and Soleimani used to fight ISIS. Look it up. He used to fight ISIS. I'm not saying he was a good guy, but it's like our understanding. It's like Iran is ISIS. If Iran is ISIS, why were they fighting ISIS? And if ISIS hates our greatest ally so much, why did ISIS apologize when they attacked our ally in the Middle East? It's like this stuff, you could literally like Google search who ISIS apologized to. It's like, you know, it, I understand now where it's like, if people really are this dumb in our country or all over the world, you know, I, you don't get like great results when you act this dumb. It's not a, I'm not trying to be mean, but it, you know, it's like, it's like telling your kid to like, Hey, go for a jog. And they like hit themselves in the head with a pan. It's like, well, that's not going to, you know, and they're like, ow. And you're like, yeah, that's what happens when you hit yourself in the head with a pan. Like, don't, don't do that anymore. You know? So it's one of those things like, yeah, I don't I I I wouldn't be shocked if donors started donating to Trump and mass over Biden. Look at the just look at all the Ivy League schools. All of these blank donors, you're not allowed to say what they are. They're just individual donors, we'll just say. Um, they had no problem with what the left wing was doing on their schools for 20 years. Now that the left wing is against Palestine or, or pro-Palestine or whatever they're doing, Al Sharpton's showing up, of course. You know, it's not a real protest unless Al Sharpton shows up. It's like, where what did he? How did he get here? His private jet got here already. But uh, in general, you know, all of these donors for 30 years have been funding Marxism and Bolshevikism. And now all of a sudden they're they're up in arms because these Bolsheviks and communists on, on, on the college campus that they created aren't Zionists. So now these donors are switching and trying to fund people that will support Israel. So it's like, all, you know, these the a lot of the donors, whether they're left wing or right wing, it's it's not about left or right or red or blue. It's about control narrative your your what you want like Pfizer you think Pfizer cares they probably prefer a left-wing president but it's like uh it's like if you bet on two sides of a game and like one of them's a bigger stake and one of them's the other one it's like you prefer that one but you've already paid off both sides so even if the other one wins you still win anyway you just win a little less or something you know it's like they don't care so I wouldn't be shocked if Trump starts sucking up all those donors because those donors want war with Iran they want more speech laws. They want more protests shut down and Trump will do it. DeSantis would do it. RFK would do it. They, they'd all do it. You know, the only one who doesn't seem like he would or says he wouldn't is Vivek, but there's nothing to trace that to just like Obama when he ran. He said all these things, but you know what? Does it matter until you see it done? Um, let me see. Either way, Uniparty wins. Yeah. And it's, but it's not like a, it's not depressing if you just face reality. Like it's not that big of a deal. Like I don't understand the dynamic of like, I feel so much better when I lie to myself. The truth is you don't though, because the people that lie to themselves constantly and freak out at me when I tell them this, they're constantly in a state of like anger and confusion and, and like up, up in arms. So like, wait, wait, what, you know? It's like you're not it's, it's not peaceful to lie to yourself all the time. You're like walking off a cliff and then like when things don't go your way, you lash out irrationally because like you're you're furious at the new like Jack Smith story. You know, it's like once you realize what's going on, it's like it's all just like, you know, public circusry, you know? And it's a it's a calming experience where it is what it is, you know? What 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 do you what is being angry going to do about it or what is lying about it going to do? It's going to get you. And I want to say this too about January 6th cuz I do believe that most people did nothing wrong. Like most people at January 6th didn't do anything. So I'm not I'm not like a leftist being like insurrection, but but here's the thing. 
I do also believe there were feds there and like that pipe bomb story is weird, but everybody on the right takes no accountability and they'll be like, oh, you know, we didn't do anything wrong. It's like some people did do something wrong. It was stupid to do that as Trump. He's talking about Mike Pence and, you know, like he, do you not know your supporters? Do you know how many people were there? Probably like hundreds of thousands, not maybe not hundreds, tens of thousands of people that literally believed that he was going to be in the White House and that he had a plan and, and they're retweeting Linwood and QAnon stuff. I'm not sitting here saying everyone's uh, tweeting QAnon stuff. And I'm not saying everything QAnon ever said was wrong. A lot of it was right. But I'm just saying like so many people that went to the Capitol were jacked up on this fake story. And the fake story led them to doing all this stuff, including the one girl who got shot. She was like ex-military and her whole Twitter feed was QAnon stuff. She was like, you know, ex-military combined with being jacked up off like QAnon. She literally thought she was going to go there. And she believed three years of mind-numbing propaganda that Trump had a secret plan and that the, you know, they were going to arrest the bad guys, not the good guys. So when you go there and it doesn't happen, you freak out because you're like, oh my gosh, this, this, I can't believe it. It's like, once you realize they're lying to you, it's not that shocking. Like I thought to myself, maybe Trump will do something, but probably not, but maybe, you know, but I, I know people that were like, he's for sure going to be in the white house on the 20th. And Mike Lindell said this and Lynn Wood said this. And like, everyone was buying all these con artists. And it's like, you know, that, that has real consequences. I'm not saying everybody ended up like that, but like there, it's not, it wasn't zero. The number of people like that wasn't zero and it wasn't 10 and it wasn't a hundred and it wasn't a thousand. There were thousands of people there that literally believed all this stuff Trump was saying. And if they did simple chess and pattern analysis of he's selling Moderna vaccines on his Twitter, why do you trust somebody that's saying Moderna, Moderna, Moderna? Like, why are you trusting them with your entire narrative control when they're sitting there selling vaccines for the same quote unquote pharmaceutical deep state that you think they're fighting? Like it's, it's, it was obvious even then I didn't know Trump was going to do that. I didn't know it was a setup. I didn't, I thought it was just going to be like a protest. I don't know, but it's, it's like what type of protest? Like at that point, what? what do you think he's going to overturn it with Mike Pence? Like Mike Pence is going to send it back, send it back where to Pennsylvania who, so they could say, no, they all would have been arrested. Like that's not, it's not even going to work. It's like, well, they did it 150 years ago. Yeah. And George, George, uh, you know, Washington sailed the seven seas 200 years ago, but it's not, it's a different time now. They got supercomputers and AI and they're spying on you. Like you don't live in the 1700s and who knows how much of that story is even real. You know, they lied about so much in history that might be like a half-assed story, but whatever. It's just like, you know, I'm just being honest. It's like no one ever takes accountability. They're like, it was Trump was the leader of a movement and told his people to go somewhere, knowing damn well that tens of thousands of his supporters were hyped up off Q-tard stuff, thinking that, you know, he had this secret, super secret plan. I watched the one guy like Simon Parks or whatever. I don't even know who that is. I think he's like, his family was like British intelligence, it says on his website, but yet he's like a QAnon darling. It's like, but he was like, you know, the, the 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 police are to arrest the bad guys and it's like he brainwashed a bunch of maga moms to think that when they got to washington dc that the police were going to arrest the bad guys so imagine if you're so brainwashed by these accounts that you're in dc and you're saying oh all those police are going to go arrest nancy pelosi and then trump's going to be the president and they all like i, I guarantee you that over 50 percent of people there probably believed that that was going to happen or at least tens of thousands of people. And then when it doesn't happen, what do you do? Your whole life is a lie and you're freaking out. Wait, the police are coming after us. I thought they were going to go for the deep state. No, you got lied to. 
be, believing lies isn't good. It's not peaceful. It's not optimism. Being a pathological liar to yourself is not optimistic. It's it's insane. You're going insane. So, you know, I, I'm just trying to help people because it's like, think about it. Play chess, you know? If things aren't adding up, it's probably for a reason. Like, and then you don't have to believe everything that everyone says that really likes a guy. It's not a Marvel movie where like he's going to save your life. Like, you know, just think about this stuff, please. Because the more people that think and have an internal revolution of their own mind, of their own thoughts, then we can accomplish something en masse. But as long as everybody's just running around like chickens with their heads cut off, this whole movement is neutralized, you know? And the fact that like very few people have considered that that's the role of the guy at the top is, uh, you know, is like a Judas goat situation where it's like constantly leading you to places that are getting you in trouble and messing you up. It, it's worth at least consideration because I believe it, you know, I, I, at best, I would say at best, Trump is so inherently selfish that even if he's not trying to be a Judas goat, he's going to be end up being a Judas goat like five or five to 50 percent of the time because he's so selfish. Like if you listen to how he talked during the pandemic and how he talked afterwards, he wasn't talking as like someone concerned with mandates and nurses and all this tyranny. He was just talking as someone that wanted his business deal with big pharma in the deep state to just look really good. And he wanted to say it was the greatest human achievement. Like it, he's so inherently selfish that he's going to screw you over because that's what a leader does when they don't actually even like you. Like they, you know, so it's like even at best, it's not nearly as good as everyone thinks. At worst, it's all purposeful and they're purposely setting you up. I don't know which one it is, but it's like. It, I'm not following. I'm not running or with these people. I'm not going to these events. Like I want nothing to do with it personally. Um, someone said nobody at the time was in the mood for jokes. They were forced to close their businesses. A lot of States were under curfews. Jokes were not appropriate at the time. If you believe that, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but someone said time travel and teleporting devices. I don't know. Are you trying to convince yourself or us? I've convinced myself for years. When the Capitol thing happened, I was like, he's selling vaccines on Twitter. Like he went in like robot, like deep state mode. And he was just like, Moderna, Moderna. Oh, the election was stolen. Moderna, Moderna, the election was stolen. I was like calling him, Grandpa Moderna is my creation. It's, it's a very popular nickname now, but I made up Grandpa Moderna in November and December. I wanted Trump to win. I hope he had a I hoped he had a path. I thought maybe he could like overturn it in the courts or get enough evidence. But unfortunately, when you have Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, and a bunch of other people leading the show, you're not going to get that information that quickly. But anyway, um, I don't need to convince myself. I already convinced myself in December. I gave Trump like a few months and I was like, all right, this it just felt like it, like it was like, I was like, Yeah, this is gonna work, this is gonna work. And then everyone started going this way, and I was like, no. And like, and then like Linwood was like posting fake articles and everyone was believing it. And I was like, ah, you know, I believe some of the stuff he was tweeting, but I was like, something like my bat, a bat signal went off in my head. I was like, this is not good. Um, let me see. I remember when you coined that. Well, cause every day, like it, it reminded me of Bernie. Bernie used to be a real person. And after the election, it's like, he just started being like a robot and saying like three things on loop. Like before the election, Bernie had like a lot of stuff to say after the election, he had nothing to say. It was like, this revolution goes to the Democrats. And, it, and I saw him turn into like a politician overnight where it's like, okay, 
that whole fake revolution is completely over. Trump, it's the same thing. He was saying so much stuff for three years. He was everywhere all the time. He was like so deep and so all over the place. That's why everyone liked him. After the election, he just turned into like Moderna election, Moderna, Moderna election, Moderna. And he has, he's never been the same since. Like since then he's like my vaccine, my vaccine. Like he's not saying anything profound. He's not weighing in on social issues. He's not you know, for years, DeSantis was talking about the kids in school stuff. Trump barely mentioned it. He barely mentioned mandates. I went to, I went to a turning point. He didn't mention it one time. And DeSantis made like quarter of a speech about it. Cause it was, we were all dealing with it at the time. And Trump's literally just telling stories about himself. It's like, it's like a mind numbing brainwash cult where it's like, I was, I was that dude for three years. Now I'm not, but people can't play chess enough to figure it out. So I'm just going to keep leading you to like these weird, you know, like mind loops and everybody's been looped for years. Like I'm not even just being sarcastic. I can't listen to most conservative influencers because they just make me stupider. It's like what they're saying is not only either ridiculously obvious that no one cares, but it's like, it's, it's like dumb. It would be like living with somebody that's like, you know, challenging you mentally and then living with someone that like literally just throws poop at your face. It's like, if I listen to you guys too much, I'm just going to like get dumber. I got to like tune it out. They're like, Jack Smith did that today. And you're like, okay. All right, you said that a million times, and it, okay. Someone said Bernie got a nice lake home for his Biden thing. I'm sure he does. Bernie's sitting pretty, uh, you know, and he's like also really old. How old is Bernie Sanders? Let me see. Bernie Sanders' age, 82 years old. Listen, the 1%, there's only 1% of politicians who are older than me. I'm even older than Biden. There's only 1%. Diane Feinstein, she's like, uh, uh, it's like, how, why, why are you there still? How old is Diane Feinstein? Is she, a, she didn't die, right? I hope not. Uh, 90 years old. Wow. Is she still in office? Oh, no, she's out. Okay. Oh, she died? Wait. Okay. Rest in peace. God bless. Um, okay. She died. I didn't know if she died or not, but like, she was in Congress till she was 90. You know, and that's like kind of sad. It's like the last days of rest in peace, Diane Feinstein. God bless. I'm not trying to be rude or hateful. I'm just saying like, you know, shouldn't she spend the last days like hanging out with people she loves, not like falling apart in Congress? 90's too old. 82's too old. 81's too old. 77 is too old. Uh, I don't know what's going on there, but rest in peace. I don't even like, I didn't even know she passed away. God bless. Maxine Waters, what is she like? A million? Let's see. Maxine Waters is is she alive? Because I'm not trying to make any more. Oh, 85 years old. She does look good for 85. I'm not hitting on her. I'm just saying she looks like uh, pretty youthful for 85. Um, but yeah, she should probably retire. You know, it's it's a bit old. Um, is she out now? Or is she in? Oh, she's the incumbent. Is American politician? been destroying Southern California for a hundred years. Someone said anomaly has been keeping it real since back before he even swapped the politics talk in the moon landing times. I do have a great moon landing video. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, remember when Benny Johnson said the new speaker, Mike Johnson is a base Chad. <laughs> yeah. And this is the thing. Like I try as a person, I'm not, I mean, I'm very honest when I'm here, but like, I, I don't like fighting. Like, do you notice when people are fighting over titties and cake and calendars? Like I have an opinion. I said my opinion, but I, I don't, I'm not naturally, I don't like to argue. I don't like confrontation.
competition. I, I like to play sports. I'm, com I'm competitive, but I, I don't, I don't like to argue with people over stupid shit. So I don't, I don't like to talk down about people. I don't like to talk bad for years. I never said anything really negative about anyone in the conservative movement until I realized it was all fake. And then I started saying stuff. It's not like I have nothing against like Crowder or Benny Johnson. Like Benny Johnson seems like a nice guy. Like I'm sure if me and Benny Johnson had a beer, we'd have a great time. He seems like a successful guy, you know, that like, you know, I'm sure we'd have a great chat. But when it comes to like that sort of stuff, it's like he'll be like, oh, Speaker Johnson's based. He's Chad. And I'm like, no, he's he's another phony. And they're like, oh, you just hate Benny Johnson. <laughs> You're so jealous. I'm like, I'm not a jealous person. I'm not like a guy that doesn't like myself. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm good. I'm all right. Um, it's just like you can't say it like, OK, so what do I have to pretend like he's a Chad? No, I, I say the truth. Cat Turd and Benny Johnson are numbing the brains of conservatives. It's like, it's very low tier, low brow, chess slop, checker slop, you know? So you never figure out what's really going on. It's like, it's just like, it's a meme, it's a business. And one thing that I was thinking recently that a lot of people don't understand, and I don't know what, you know, I would do in that position, but I, I get, I believe that I would be exactly who I am. My business is me right? So if I lose $100,000 in a year for saying something, it's on me. If I go broke, it's on me. If I get rich, it's on me. If there are no employees to get rid of because I don't have any employees, it's only my budget for how much I pay rent and do stuff and buy stuff. So in general, it's like, I, that's my business. And, I, and I've committed to whether I have one employee, 10 employees or zero employees, I've committed to what I believe in the truth and trying to be helpful and honest and, you know, uh, respectable over like a phony. But when you are, I'm not going to name names, but like major organizations or, or you have a corporation with 20 employees or 30 employees, everything you do is a business decision. It is with me too, but I don't, I'll, I'll lose money. I'm not a stock. I don't have stockholders. Like I'll, I'll sacrifice finances for what I believe is true. Cause I, I can't live with myself if I just sit here and make shit up. Like I personally believe a lot of people in the Republican party are the ultimate Judas goat. And I think they know they're Judas goats and they're cowards. Like I literally think they're demons. Like I think they're as evil as the left. They're pretending like they're your best friend. They know they're screwing you over and giving you half-assed truths, but they know if they went full truth, they'd lose everything and they don't want to lose the women and the money and the fame and, and they don't want this. So, so they just keep doing it. So when it comes to certain businesses, if I say something and I say Trump is a Judas goat, he's lying here. He took the corporate money. He sold you out. He hired the swamp and he's not who you think he is. And I lose six figures in a year, um, which is very likely at this point. Uh, I, I have to suffer the consequences. If you're a business and you do that, you might have to lay off half your staff. And a lot of these people, they don't want to lay off people, which is nice. You know, why would you want to lay off your staff? But it's like they're operating as businesses and politicians and politicians, they're not ethical except for Thomas Massey. It's like they, they don't tell you why they do what they do. They're just professional sleaze bags. They're professional con men. And I don't think people realize with certain businesses, they're not seeing it through the lens of like, let me tell the truth at all costs. They're like, if telling the truth about this means we lose 80% of our revenue, then we're screwed. And then I don't have a business and I can't afford the cameras and I can't afford the rent and I can't pay people and, and, and my business would implode. It's almost like they have to lie to you and they have to feed you slop in order to keep their business afloat sometimes. Like some people can get away with being like super, super authentic. 
everybody else has like a limit. And I would get to the point of like, unless people are really dumb, which I don't think there's many, there are some though in this space. Um, if you came into it in 2016 and, and you needed a lot to learn, then it's not a big deal. If you don't know certain things by now, if you haven't figured out, you've been in it for eight years, you've every single day you've been studying and doing this stuff. And you, these people know they're not stupid. I, and I, this was a hard, I would do it too. I wouldn't do it. I could have already done it in multitude of ways. So no, I, I would not do that personally. I wouldn't expand my business. I would, I would go broke before I lied. I don't, it's not what I want to do. I mean, there's certain sacrifices you might take and you might be like, oh, I'll say that on BitChute or I won't, you know, I won't post it here, but I'll post it on Twitter. Like there's sacrifices that everyone can make, but there's like a concerted effort to just like cover up what's most important by like 95% of people. It's not random. Like, you know, I'm not in the big money. Like the big money are the donors. Like there's people that you look at and you're like, oh, they're doing what he's doing. Sort of, but they're taking meetings with people that'll drop $10 million into their company. Like, do you, do you realize how much money that is or $5 million? Once you take a donation of $10 million or $5 million or a million dollars, you there's a certain trade-off. Let me give you an example of somebody that, you know, has made enough money, has made a name for herself and is now crossing certain boundaries because she's probably rich and successful enough where she can, you know, she can get canceled from everything and she'd still make money. Candace Owens, you know, Candace Owens this last year, she did a few things. She made a documentary about vaccines, uh, childhood vaccines called A Shot in the Dark, which no one really seemed to have that big of a problem with, although she had to like hide it from a lot of mainstream, uh, you know, social media because it's not allowed here. But in general, she started questioning Israel, you know, or at least like the narrative. And what happened? David Horowitz Foundation or whatever came out and said, I disavow Candace, you know, and who was David Horowitz Foundation? Somebody early on that seemed like they supported Candace. Did they give Candace money? I don't know, probably. Um, but it's like there's certain games you play, like Charlie Kirk or whoever. It's like you can do this, but if you go here, you know, you lose a lot of what's keeping you afloat. Candace doesn't need that to keep her afloat. And at this point, it would be a liability if like uh or not a liability, but it would be a, she's got as much power as Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro. So if they said you're fired, she'd still make money. Like she's, she's bigger than Ben Shapiro. She's bigger than just as big as that brand completely. And, and because she's been more honest about certain things or willing to talk about certain things, uh, she'll have an audience anywhere she goes. So they can't just like throw her to the curb. They'd look insane. But at the same time, you do have all these former co-workers of hers and former donors of hers or former like, you know, establishment, like, uh, you know, I would say foundations and whatever, they're coming out to condemn her. But if you're in a position where you like, can't take that L right there, then it's like, you're stuck, you know, you're stuck in a position where it's like, ah, everyone's kind of like, I don't want to say it. it's just like, you want to say F you to your boss, but you don't want to lose your job. So you don't do it. You know, everybody's got that, I think in most companies. So it is what it is. But I, I think that people think that this, this is different, but for a lot of people, it's business. It's just business. And it's like, you know, business is more important than truth. But here's the thing as someone that said you would do that, I wouldn't do that because at the end of the day, the whole reason every, at least I can't speak for everybody, but that I got into this, I was like, okay, the corporate media are sellouts. Fox News is a sellout. They're all lying and I'm not impressed. And I have the capability to do it myself and do it better. So I'm going to do it better. And I did do it better to some extent. In some ways, maybe not better graphics, but better content in my view for a while. Long story short, if 
uh, I gotta get, I gotta say something else. That's annoying. I'm even annoying myself when I say it, but if I just become that, what's the point of becoming that? Like what's a sellout? A sellout's making money, but you know, not even doing that much, like selling out for um, money. And if Fox News is a sellout and CNN's a sellout, if you become, you know, if you get popular for not being a sellout and then you just become a sellout, it's only good for you. And that's my beef with a lot of conservatives now is I think that they're they're not thinking about America or you or like they're pretending to, but they know that they're not. And I know that they're not. And they have to know that they're not unless they're really stupid. Like go to the comment section of like Michael Knowles when he says something like generic. 90% of his audience is literally saying edgier stuff than him that he won't say. Like they're, and I'm not trying to knock on Michael Knowles, but the conservative ink establishment in the new economy of like right-wing media establishment, they're trying so hard to pretend like their basic, simple gatekeeper ideas are so popular, but they're not popular. They're actually not even that popular. It's like they have sponsors, they have money. They, uh, Daily Wire has a fantastic business model. Like, you know, Rumble, I don't know what's going on with it. I wish them luck, but like Daily Wire has a good business, good business model. Like I'm not, I'm not talking like hater or liking. I'm, I'm like straight business, right? Rumble, I wish them luck. They got a stock. I hope they do well. But at the same time, I'm like as a user, I'm like, what are they doing? Daily Wire, on the other hand, with their subscription model and everything, it's a good business, right? But at the same time, they have great business and they have some really impressive people. Um, but their ideas, like, you know, Candace and Ben have competing ideas now, and it's like, which one's more popular? They both have pros and cons, but I, I, it's like, whenever someone says something, I feel like part of the illusion is they'll act like it's so popular, but it's really not popular. It's like, Biden's not really popular. Um, hating Trump is not as popular as they say it is, although some people do still feel that way. Uh, you know, it, it's like a, a, a game of like illusion. Like, can you make people think that this is normal? Can you make people think that this is popular and the safe answer? But then when you see 90% of the comments and they're, and they're like go going further than Michael Knowles, it's like, who would watch a guy that, that is dumber than them or faker than them? I don't understand it. There's a, there's an audience there, but at the same time, I do feel like um, that's part of the Overton window and the media complex is convincing people that things are normal, right? It's like, who decides what's normal? Who decides what's racist? Who decides what's sexist? Let me give an example real quick. I was going to do a whole stream on this, but I don't think it's really necessary. And this is, I want, I want people to actually respond because I don't have a huge stance on this. I'm not like when it comes to men and women, I mean, obviously I have a stance about like which one's which, but in general, like rights and voting and stuff, like people will be like, oh my gosh, you're sexist. I can't believe you said that. I'm more, I'm more just curious philosophically. So for example, like women used to not work as much, right? They weren't in the workforce all over the place. I'm sure some worked, but not very many. And they worked like certain jobs, but not like man's jobs. Okay. When did women in America start doing men's jobs? There was a certain time in the 1900s and it was when men were at war. So you could say, oh, the, the, the movement of women working was for women. And it's like, no, it was because the bankers and other people figured out how to kill a bunch of men and send them to war to fight some God knows what war, World War One. You know, they're doing all this stuff. They're fighting this. It's like that probably could have been avoided. Maybe not. Maybe it was the most righteous war ever fought ever. But it's like in general, the men went off to die and defend their country and they needed the women in the workforce. Someone said World War II is when they entered the workforce. Okay. So let's just say the men went off to fight for their country. The women are now in the workforce. That was supposed to be temporary or it was never meant to be until it happened. 
And now if someone were to say, you say that 70 years ago, everyone's like, oh, no, that makes sense. But you say it now, it's sexist. It's like, no, they, that, same with like everything. So my question to you is uh, men and women's bathrooms, maybe not in liberal areas now, but they're separated. Most conservatives and Republicans want to separate men and women. Um, why do why do you separate men and women in a bathroom, right? Men and women can't act normal. They can't go in a bathroom and pee next to each other or or have separate stalls. Like what let me know why why is it okay to separate men and women in a bathroom but not in a workforce? I'm not saying it it's necessarily right or wrong. I'm not suggest I'm just curious as to what people think cuz like most people never think like this. They're like, "Well, it just makes sense in a bathroom. Why?" Well, because people have different private parts. Well, they can't hide. They can't like act right. You know, a lot of it is people don't think people can act right. And when you say there's a trans going in a, a, a woman's bathroom or whatever, or a man's bathroom, or whatever, like the, the number one complaint is like, I don't trust them around my children. I don't trust that that opposite gender person is going to go in that bathroom and not touch my kid or assault me. So it's like, if that's true, it's, it's about self-restraint and it's about, you know, different genders not wanting to mix in that place. So then I could ask a simpler one. It's like, should men and women be in different gyms? You know, if they're, if they're different, if you can't act right in a bathroom, can you act right in a gym? Some people there's trad wives on, on, on Twitter. They're all fighting about like men and women should be in different gyms. Me personally, I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I like looking at women in gyms. I'm not, you know, that's not like a negative thing to me. I don't know that I would want to look at all dudes all the time instead of like hot women. But at the same time, it's like if you separate them there because they can't act right, can you se should you separate them in gyms? And there's a huge movement now of trad people that want to separate men and women in gyms. And to be honest, if it did happen, it is what it is. I don't really care that much. Like, do, do I need women working out next to me? I don't care. I'm not, it doesn't matter to me. But some people are like, that's too far. Well, why is that too far? Well, because bathroom's different. Why is it different? Because like, because they don't think they can act right, or they just think it's weird to mix. So they separate them. And what about with work before? And I'm not saying it's women's fault, because it's a lot of men's fault. But when it was just men in the workforce, it's like, you're just working, you know, there is no sexual element to it. There is no gender element. There is no like flirtatious or whatever, unless you're super gay or something. But then you're not even really allowed to be gay at that point. So you might get yelled at. But in general, you get what I'm saying? It's like, that's what work was. And then men went like they didn't bring women into the workforce because they're like, we want women to have to work too and pay taxes. That's not how it happened. It was like men are going to war and they're dying for this country or living for this country and defending this country or defending whatever war is being started at the time. And now we just need women to emergency work. It wasn't for you. It wasn't for women. That's not why they did it. Maybe you you say it's better now, but that's not like that wasn't the initial thought it was like women should work too for, for their better. interest. it was like, no, we, we need workers. We need to make these things or else the country's not going to work. So get in there and do the job your husband was doing. That's why they did it. So, you know, now there's so many dynamics to it. Like you go to politics, politics used to be mostly men. Now it's like, oh, men and women and, and the men act like women. And it's like, you know, it's like a whole brothel. It's like, Lin I'm not, Lindsey Graham's doing God knows what. There's two uh, assistants like butt pumping each other in the middle of like the congressional, like, you know, like it's all gotten out of whack, but long story short, uh, 
you can only say so much about it or else you'll get called crazy. So like, what can you say about it? You just complain about the left or the trans agenda, you know, like there's only so much you're allowed to say as a conservative, as a liberal, you just pretend like it's all normal when it's not as a conservative, you just say like the most bottom of the barrel, bottom tier, like, Oh, the trans agenda, like, you know, but what if you were to like, yo, I thought, I think it was better when women didn't work and men and women should have separate gyms. And you know, we should look at the 19th amendment again. Like if you say that you're considered sexist and all these Republicans be like, Oh my gosh, you're sex. It's like, Maybe, yeah, maybe you hate women or maybe you don't hate women. Maybe like, maybe that's your opinion. Maybe you think it works better as a society. Like what's the job, what, what's the reason that people are in factories doing stuff? It's to make stuff and create stuff so people can live. It's not like a hangout, you know, it's like, it, it, it was like productive. And the only reason they brought women in the first place, it's like this, this like Abraham Lincoln story where they're like, he freed everyone. It's like, did he? Maybe, maybe Abraham Lincoln really did that and he's amazing. Or maybe they just said that after they won the war and it was actually about taxes and government. You know, that's what Ron Paul says it is. I don't know. I wasn't around then. I don't have a huge ego about it. You could say Abraham Lincoln was the best president in the world and he saved the world. You could take the Ron Paul route and say Abraham Lincoln was a piece of garbage and he actually didn't do any of those things and it wasn't about slavery. I have no idea. I literally have no opinion about it. With that being said, you know, it wasn't an Abe Lincoln moment when they let women in the workforce. It was literally because husbands were away and they needed to keep things going. It wasn't for you, this or that. It was to keep the things going. So it's like what, you know, everyone's doing everything all the time. And it's like, you know, all you could say is like they moved the Overton window so far gone and then you're not even allowed to say anything about it. Gay marriages is another perfect example. California voted against it like 15 years ago, I think it was 2008, their gay marriage was on the ballot of California. And I believe it failed in California. In California, it failed a vote before Obama got in. Now, the log cabin Republicans are like one of the biggest lobbyist groups in the, in the, in the GOP. Like there's more gay lobbying than there is straight lobbying. Like Christians get yelled at and called homophobic. Like it's, you get what I'm saying? I don't care who you are or what you believe I'm that that's just the way the world works is like the Overton window shoots so far left that what used to be normal and, and average 10 years ago becomes extreme. So that's part of like the, the, the mainstream chess game is like they do all this stuff and, uh, and then what it used to be becomes extreme. And they tell you that it's so much better now, but then everybody says it's not better now. So it's like, what, what's really going on? Because if you talk to most liberals and you said, is, is America better now than it was 10 years ago? They'll probably all say no. I bet you 90% of Democrats say no. If you asked most Republicans, is America better now than it was 10, 20 years ago? They'll all say no. So if 90 plus percent of the country doesn't think America's better, yet you get called crazy for saying it used to be better at some point, why are you not allowed to have these conversations? Like, cause they're all too edgy. So it's like, that's, that's the role of the Republican party to just put on a clown show and then yell at anybody who has these conversations. I'm not suggesting anything. I don't care if a woman's a CEO, to be honest, I'd rather her not be my pilot. I'd rather see a guy pilot. But if it is a woman pilot, I'm saying a prayer to Jesus. And I'm hoping that she's just as good, if not better than the men. I'm just, uh, I'm like, hopefully, hopefully this was not a diversity hire especially 10 years ago, it's like you see a pilot and you're like, oh, they're good at their job. Nowadays, you're like, Are, I hope they're good at their job. I never would have suspected they weren't. But now that I see how the world works, it's like, you know, do they even care how so good someone is at their job anymore? Or is, it, or is it all for like a Hallmark catalog picture? So, you know, in general, 
with the women's stuff, it's like, I personally don't want women to leave my gym. You know, is that degenerate? It might be, I might be a total degenerate because I like hot women, but you know, if they, if someone came along and said, you know what, for this, for, you know, let's let the men work out with the men and the women work out with the women. I'd be like, okay. If people said, all right, let's make the men piss in that bathroom and the women piss in that bathroom. Okay. And if they said, Hey, you know, I don't know that women and men need to work together. People would freak out. They'd be like, that's crazy. But it's like, it literally used to be how it worked for all of human history until recently. Like most of human history, they did it that way. And the truth is the only reason they switched it in this country was for war. It wasn't for women's rights. It wasn't for women's best interests. Like it might be in women's best interest. You could say it is, but like, that's not why they did it. They didn't just say, Hey, it's the same with like everything they do. It's like, Oh, taxes, it's for the war. It's for this. It's for that. And then it gets normalized and people are like, Oh, they did it for us. They didn't do it for you. It might be for you, but that's not why he, he did it originally. It, it, they did it because they had to, they were desperate. And then it just got stuck that way. And now you look like a psycho if you say otherwise, where it's like, I don't know why politics are the way they are, but I would assume that, you know, having it be a giant brothel is not helping. It's like everyone can be everything all the time. It doesn't matter. It's like, is there any adults there actually trying to get stuff done? Like it doesn't need to be like a nightclub, you know, it, it apparently it like, and then the, the final form of that is like two gay, like AIDS, like bang each other in, in like in, in the hall. And people are like, how did it get to this point? It's like, how did it not get to that point? Like, why does that even shock you? Like people are like, I can't believe this is happening. Well, part of the last 10 years, like I would be shocked if, if no one had gay sex in, in con like if they said breaking, we have the, video footage of, of Congress and no one had gay sex here all year. I'd be like, what? No way. You know, but if people do that, I'm like, yeah, of course they're doing that. Like, look at the country. It's, it's insane. They're giving a uh, free sex changes to illegal immigrants. Like, yeah. Hey, what do you want? A, a green card? What you want your dick chopped off? No, 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 I want a green card. Oh, you want a vagina? No essay. I want a green card. You want a green peanut? Like, dude, why are they giving sex changes to illegal immigrants in California? This country is a joke. Like, you know, like how, how is anyone shocked at anything? I know people aren't like thrilled about it, but it's like, you know what you need? A job? No, you know what you need? A green card? No, you need fake tits. But I'm a, I'm a dude. Yeah, you need fake tits to switch. I don't want it. But if you do, we'll pay for it. You'll pay for that? Yeah, why? I don't freaking know. Hopefully that's true, because if not, let me see. Gavin Newsom, sex changes, something you should never type in Google, by the way. Now I'm going to be cursed. Gavin Newsom, sex changes illegal. Let's see. California to provide free sex changes for illegal immigrants. Very important stuff here, folks. Um, the post-millennial. A state memo regarding Medi-Cal stipulated that gender-affirming care is a covered benefit only when medically necessary. Okay, so only when it's medically necessary. Is that a, a common problem among illegal immigrants? They have these medically necessary gender care surgeries that is so important that they have to illegally cross into the country to get that. Like, it's such a joke. Um, I'm 40 something and I'm old school. Someone said, I've never believed women can do a physical job the same as men. I mean, the percentages of women who could do a very physical job the same as a man is a very low percentage. It's like if you put the best UFC woman against the worst guy, he'd pro the guy would probably win. 
um, in most cases. It doesn't mean women are bad. It's just like, yeah, it's not this world. Like it, everything isn't for everyone all the time. Like I want to be a race car driver. Well, I'm not good enough. You know, like, what do you want to put me in a car and have me like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a good race car driver. I mean, I'm a good driver, but it's, it's a different skill to drive at 160 miles an hour in a, in a you know, box car, whatever the hell they are. It's like even the top 100 men, the, the top 100 chess players or the top 100 best chess players are all men. There's this old uh, interview of uh, Bobby Fisher and he says that women are terrible at chess. And like, they're like, this was so controversial at the time. And I watched it. And he literally didn't even say anything crazy in in the in the woman part. They're like, they're like, they're like, what did you say about women in chess? He's like, yeah, I don't think they're very good. He's like, yeah, I could beat them and give, I could give them a rook and still beat them, even though I give them my rook. And they're like, that was so sexist. It's like, is he wrong though? The dude's like the best chess player in history. You know, he's like top three easily, in my opinion, probably the best, most intelligent and most creative. Just not, he doesn't have like the win streak because he's, he didn't like play enough, uh, you know, but I, it's like, that's, that's controversial to say that a guy who's really good at chess could beat women. There's a reason that the top 100 chess players are all men. I like, there's something to it. I don't know what, it doesn't mean people are dumb. It just means like there's a certain something's going on, you know? Uh, what was with the bomb threats today? I, I don't know. And to be honest, I, this is probably not good, but like whenever there's a massive tragedy, like there, you know, I, I just kind of like tune it out. Not because I don't care. It's just, oh my gosh, somebody's calling. Hold on. I'll just wait till my phone stops ringing. You probably can't even hear it. I keep forgetting to put my phone on silent, but um, yeah, it's like, I, I just hate negative news and I, I don't know. It's like, there's a thread and th these people, it's like, uh, I don't, I don't feel like freaking out about it because then someone's going to try to pass a bill then the media is going to blame everybody and then everyone's going to yell at each other it's like i'll leave the law enforcement to do their job but besides that I'd, i haven't like looked into the threats and stuff all right i gotta run soon um let me see female nature is emotional males logical there's always going to be anomalies and differences and i'm not saying women can't do stuff i'm not like i'm just opening the conversation of like you know why is it crazy that men and women use different bathrooms? Would it be crazy if there were different gyms? I'm not calling for it. I'm not an advocate. I'm just, I'm more like curious than upset by everything. Everything doesn't bother me. I'm like, what? Well, I it wouldn't really bother me, but whatever. I'm hinting at it. Yeah. I mean, definitely with certain things like with work, it's, you know, it's not to say that women can't do it, but what's, what's optimal, what makes sense? What, what would make everybody happier? These are never, these are never conversations because everything's racist, everything's sexist, everything's xenophobic, everything's this, everything's that you hate this, you hate that. And then it ends up with just like two guys, butt pumping each other in Congress on, on a security camera. And it's like, you know, I'm not, I have no nefarious purposes. I'm not trying to hurt anybody or make anyone's life miserable. I just realized that over 90% of the country is not happy. So there's got to be a reason. And, you know, if you look at certain things with the workforce, it used to be to produce things and just do it. Not, you know, it wasn't like a free for all hangout where everyone needed to do everything all the time. And it's also finances when you can afford stuff and you don't need two people to work and everybody's getting married and it's normal, then it makes sense. But when, uh, you know, 
when 60% of 50% of people are getting divorced or whatever. And, you know, most people are single and they're not close to their family. And, you know, now it gets harder and now there's debt and now everybody know it has money. And, you know, after the war, you know, people had to work harder and women had to keep the job because they need it. Like, it's not, it's so simple to blame men or blame women or hate anybody. I'm not hating anybody because it's not, it isn't 1940s anymore. It's not the same world. It's not the same economy. It's not the same, you know, religion that dominates the country. It's not the same politics. Nothing about this era is the same. So I'm not, I'm not jumping to conclusions and saying we should do that. Uh, and I'm not trying to hint that we absolutely should do that. I'm just trying to like figure out it's like people, the economy's imploded. 90% of Democrats and Republicans think that this country is worse than it was 10 years ago. And it's going to take more than a Benny Johnson calling, you know, Speaker Johnson based or an AOC to figure out what's going on. So, if, you know, people could think about stuff and have conversations. Maybe we could come to certain conclusions where it's like, uh, you know, it would make more sense to do it that way or, or it wouldn't make more sense to do it that way. Like say, I don't know the rules, but say you had a business and you're like, you know what? I want to hire all men because I just don't want like men and female. Like, I don't want that whole dynamic there because this is just a business and you know, people can go out, do whatever they want after work, but I just want to hire 20 men. Are you even allowed to do that anymore? I have no idea. Like, do you have to like, I, I understand like you can't discriminate, but what does that mean? Like, can you not hire if, if you're a female company, can you hire 20 women or do you have to hire a man or do you have to hire this person? You have to have this sexuality. I don't know the rules in this country anymore and I don't really hire, but it's like, you know, you might not even be able to do that. So it's like, not only is it not normal, it's like, it might not even be allowed. Um, you know, but if a company to me said, I want 10 men working, it's like, is that illegal? Why, why can't one company have 10? Like, I don't know the rules. Um, and I'm sure if I try to like scale my business to some astronomical corporate amount, um, it would be hell, you know, the, the type of crap that people have to deal with, like with HR departments, it's like, it's miserable. Like, so I don't, I don't, someone said, you don't ask, you just do it. Yeah. But then if someone sues and they're like, I noticed that you didn't hire me cause I'm a woman or I, you know, you didn't hire me even though I'm a man, but I said I was a woman. So now you, you know, you discriminated against my transgenderism, uh, you know? And then you're like, what? You're like I wanted to work for you and then change my sex and then be a barista and then come in with a different private part and you wouldn't pay for my surgery. And you're like, ma'am, this is a Starbucks, you know? It's not a, I don't know. Appreciate you guys. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. God bless the world. My song is coming out in an hour and a half. It's called Working Class Boy. Listen to it on Facebook. Listen to it on YouTube. It'll be on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever music is found. Thank you to everybody who pre-ordered it on, on Amazon or iTunes. It should pop up there once it hits 9 o'clock Pacific time, 12 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, it should be on your phone and it should be on all the streaming apps. Thank you, guys. I'm super pumped about it. I think it came out really good. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. It's a personal song. It's deep. It's got a heavy bass. Listen to it in your car. It slaps. And I'm very grateful for it. So check it out in an hour and a half. I'm excited. Maybe we hit the Billboard charts. Maybe not. But either way, we got a song for as long as technology survives. And then, you know, maybe someone could put it on a disc and bury it next to an Egyptian mummy or something so it can last forever. But Appreciate you guys. God bless you. Enjoy yourself. And uh, let me know in the comment section with the with the men and woman bathroom gym thing. I literally don't like as much as I might have been hinting and like egging stuff on. I don't care. I mean, I, I think it makes sense to like separate men's and women's bathrooms. And when it came to gyms, 
I see the I see the argument for both, but I don't. Me personally, I just don't. It doesn't like bother me that much. So I, I, it's more interesting. Like I like prying at stuff where it's like, don't don't say that. It's like it's not. There's a lot of crazier things to say than that. It's not that crazy. And if people have an opinion, like who cares? You know that literally the internet is filled with opinions that I don't agree with. Like oh, your opinion that I don't agree with. It's like all I do is log in and see like sixty percent of the world just freaking out at each other over stupid crap. I can't say this. I don't know. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Hey, what's going on my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com, check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States, handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me, support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping this show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emails.